Hi, I'm Stargate Pioneer. And I'm Stephen Jondrew, and we're from Better Podcasting, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 320 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. The one from the bathroom is what we're going to call this one, I think, right now. Why is that, Willie? Because I'm in a bathroom. There we go. Willie's in the bathroom because he has terrible explosive diarrhea, so if he mutes and doesn't talk, Uh, that's the problem. No. (laughs) I'm in this... Excellent acoustic placement because I am at a friend's place, not in my own house. With explosive diarrhea. Willie is annoyingly echoey because he's hiding in the shitter. It is non-existent. There's no shitter in there? The other part. The friend's house? You son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, you mean the explosive diarrhea. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to embarrass you. You're still a son of a bitch. I shouldn't have brought it up live on the air. I I apologize. I swear, everyone, Willie does not have explosive diarrhea. For those of you on audio, I just winked at the camera. Oh, for (laughs) for those of you uh, watching and listening, because I don't have my camera on, I'm giving Chris the finger of a lifetime. The the finger of a lifetime. Please explain to me how it makes it the finger of a lifetime, and then we can. I think he's going to make you his girlfriend, Chris. Willie, I'm already, already I'm already he in a already committed is. relationship. I can't do that. With my finger. No, I've known. Oh, no. bother. Oh, you named it? Did you, What did you name my finger? Go ahead and say it. You're about to call it something. Oh. Oh. I wasn't going to, but I can come up with a name for your finger. It's Finger McFinger Let's Face. Let's move on. It's Finger McFinger oh. Face. That, oh, okay. I thought you were going to do some weight. Just up. like Bodie Jesus McBoat Face. Just, let's just move on from this terrible What do you want to move on to, Willie? What what have you got that you would? Like I don't to know if about? I'm done with pre-show. I mean, we've started the show, so we're like out of the pre-show, but we're not to like the news. This is the witty banter part of it, and the ridiculous, stupid stories that we sometimes have of I don't know what. You know? Well, you see, my <laughs> problem is usually I'm in my own place where I can smoke cigarettes inside and be care and fancy free, but in this bathroom, in this confines. I can no smoke cigarettes, so my witter banter is witty gone. Willie, are you having a nick fit? Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Well, um, it sounds like we might have a nick fit on our hands. It's okay, yeah, Willie. It's shit, Chris. I, I'm afraid of what he's doing right now. I really am. I'm grabbing your girlfriend. My finger. Uh, it's my fiance now, Willie. She's upstairs at my house. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know my hand was all the way over there. It's uh, uh, just getting worse. So you cut your hand off and you sent it to West Virginia just for the sake of a joke? I'm surprised you're not more scared that I know your Wi-Fi password. What is my Wi-Fi password, Willie? Tell everyone live on episode 320 <laughs> of the podcast. Bottom bitch forever. No, no, no. <laughs> That's with a four and then the... Ever the E is a three for some stupid reason, Chris. You're a weird fucker. Hmm. That's not it at all. It's That's... Chris Lurb's Mass Effect. No, no, no. It's Willie's my bitch. All <laughs> one word, all lowercase. <laughs> uh, well played, sir. Well played, sir. 
to get on one network and then the other network is uh chris did nothing wrong that's the name of that password hold on a second (laughs) if i'm supposed to be your bitch then why are you my hand puppet because you made up some obscure reference to something and i just went with it chris is a power bottom (laughs) (laughs) thank you bachman for the assist i'm very confused but we're just gonna go with it uh so there's a question for you in the chat room, Willie. You are bottomless. How can you get any more unfettered? Uh, there's no there's no amount of unfettered I can be. Interesting. There's an Eastern band that just joined us today. Wow. Uh, yeah, so Willie, your comedy. you, you got to be on point today. we got some new people in there. Yeah, that's not going to happen, I'm afraid, because uh, my whole equilibrium the, is out of whack i am sorry because this the is gonna family. be a weird one today this is gonna be a weird one you goddamn right you son of a bitch you know you could just do one of the guys i worked with he quit smoking 20 years ago but how he quit smoking is he takes the nicotine throat lozenges and just chews on those all day Ugh, so he quit smoking what? but he Hold still on, gets no, his nicotine throat lozenge yeah man it's like a nicotine. it's almost like a hard candy of nicotine if you're like of a better term i have never heard of this nor do i ever want it Yes. Wait, is it, wait, 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 wait. Is it cherry flavored? I don't know what flavor it is. I mean, I could oh, just no. Google Foo and try and find out, but I don't think people live on Twitch.tv care or Geeks.live. No. So, Chris, why don't you just hit that goddamn button that makes us go into the news of the week? Uh, Unless, Bachman, you got anything to add? Hit the button. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. That's right, internet friends. It's the news of the week. It's that part of the show where we run down what is in our minds the most interesting, geeky, or nerdy news to have happened. Willie, why don't you start us off and tell us about how Thanos did nothing wrong? So last week we were talking about how there's a subreddit called uh, Thanos did nothing wrong. That's a free. You can cut that, Chris, and put it as a button for you. Done. But, um,. Last we did tell you about last week how they were going to take away half of all subscribers and ban them. You can still look at the page, but they were going to take half of them and ban them. Uh, I'm I'm I am one of the ones that survived. How about you guys? I did survive. Did you get your badge on your Reddit profile that showed you survived yet? I would have to check that out. You have to give me a moment, but continue on. Bachman, did you survive? As far as I can tell, I survived. I posted a tweet in there, or uh, uh, they don't call them tweets. I I put up a post in the Reddit. Then you have survived to continue the shit posting that r slash Thanos did nothing wrong was the last four days before the snapping. Yeah, I did not get my badge, but I do have my badge. I only have one badge, and that's a six year club badge. Ooh, I don't remember what badges I have. I think I have three. I don't you think I have any. But there's a little bit of controversy going on. What's the because if you were banned, you are supposed to unsubscribe to that uh, subreddit and then subscribe to the subreddit of the Soulstone. Or was it in the Soulstone? I can't remember. Mm. It, uh, I can't remember either. So, man, just, just go to uh, Thanos did nothing wrong. It'll tell you instantly. <laughs> that's part of the controversy. People are not leaving it, but they're still going to the Soulstone one. There you go. I like it. Yeah. The only two badges I have are verified email and six year club. So apparently I got, I set up my Reddit account six years ago and I've posted like five things. Well, in order to get it, you had to have posted something prior to the snapping. 
I don't know how to see my badges. It's on your user profile, so reddit.com slash. Oh, I, I subscribed uh, to the Reddit, but I don't know if I posted on it before. Yeah, you had to post it to be able to be eligible. Yeah, but I people don't think I did. Posted before or after? Before the snap, you had to have posted. Oh, yes. never mind. Then I don't think I got it then. Fuck you, Chris. Man, you didn't get your spared badge. I got a spared badge. I don't really care. Actually, I am a little curious what if I have any badges. I only have three year club spared and verified email. That's it. Yeah, but people are getting still upset that no, they're, they're staying in both. Well, I mean, there's nothing preventing someone who was spared from subscribing to the Soul's Throne Reddit and participating there if they wanted to. It was more, and to be honest, it was more, for lack of a better term, a gentleman's agreement that if you got banned, you would unsubscribe. So does it really surprise you that most people aren't unsubscribing? Okay, I think that's a trophy case. That's no badges. Where yeah, trophy case is where it'll show it if you've oh, got it. I just got the one then, six-year club. Ah, uh, so you don't have Oh, my God. My cake day is on August 15th. So, yeah, I'm about to have that seventh year club. Yay. Cake day. I'm sorry you didn't get a spared badge. If you guys haven't seen what it is, it's basically the Reddit bot's head with the six uh, stones surrounding him. Yeah, then, yeah, I've seen it. And then didn't if you care. weren't spared, it is like one of the Reddit heads turning to ash. It's kind of cool. But you know what we can all agree on on either side? That you should unsubscribe if you get banned. Well, sure, follow the rules. But also, Thanos did nothing wrong. It's true. Why is everyone so angry? He did nothing wrong. Everything is all great and gravy. Are you trying to say everything is awesome? They're angry because he won. He did win. Neither guy wins. But let's be honest. Ant-Man's already presented us the way they're going to undo it, and we won't talk about that until later. But, yeah, the post credit scene already describes how they're going to undo it. Whoa, 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 we are in the second week of this movie coming out, so we are in spoiler territory, and I don't know what the hell you're talking about, so I want an answer the, on this show. Okay, let's finish up the news, and then we can talk a little bit about Ant-Man, okay? You're goddamn right we will. I, I <laughs> Thank you? Chris, who's doing the news next? Uh, <laughs> you just want to talk about Ant-Man. All right, I'll go next, because we're going to talk about something that Willie loves. It's shooter games All right, on that's Nintendo cool, Switch. What's your news so we can get on with it? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go, go, Specifically, go. we're going to talk about Splatoon 2 on the Nintendo Switch. Yay. It's a game that I've greatly enjoyed, a game that Willie regularly oh, mocks because Willie has no yeah. Tentacle porn for kitties. Is that why you hate Splatoon 2? Wrong. I think I froze. But uh, tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong, I guess. I don't know. I said t- it's tentacle porn for kitties. And I asked if that's why you hated the move- the game because oh. you don't like tentacle porn. I thought I froze, but you froze, but we might have both froze. No, why would I hate it for that reason? That's the reason I actually kind of like it. So why do you hate Splatoon 2, Willie? Is it because of all the cheaters? No, because the fucking squid wears glasses. That makes no fucking I sense. I setting it up for the rest, next part of the story. But a lot of people have had some issues with Splatoon 2 because there's a lot of people that cheat on that game. There's no anti-cheat measures that Nintendo's put in on Splatoon 2 like you see in a lot of other shooters. How do you cheat on a Nintendo Switch game online? Because their internet is flawless, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. They, honestly, what it is is a lot of exploits with hacking the hardware and stuff like that to be able to do things. So late last week, I saw this on both the Nintendo Switch and the Splatoon subreddit. There was a player that had hacked the game to win to be one of the top players and the four top players' names were please add anti-cheat. Just kind of prove the fact <laughs> this is how easy it is to hack the leaderboard. Now, I was going to say, 
That's lovely. What person are you? Just oh, I want to be the top Splatoon two player. Too. I'm going to hack it. Okay, never mind. They have a reason and a goal. I right. like this. I'm and this person you. did come on the Reddit thread and said, "I fully expect to be banned for this because Nintendo's purpose here is they don't catch anyone, but if you report them, they might ban you." He has been banned. When you are banned on Nintendo Switch Online, it meets a perma ban for your console. So no one on that console can go online and play. He has to buy a new Switch if he wants to play online. It's not tethered to well, a user account. If I remember correctly, uh, Chris, help me out with some of this thing. Um, there was They did exploit the Switch earlier a couple weeks ago, right? And it's pretty much in, it's like through the, the, the graphics card, isn't it? That's one of the rumors. There, there's a couple different ways. Supposedly, there's a hardware variant that's coming out soon that will that will eliminate one of those entry vectors. And that's the only way is to have a new switch. Yes. If you have the old switch, you you can constantly you can mod it. They can't do shit about it. They can't even update it where it can block it out. But so it so here's the thing, though, Willie. If, if you look at any other shooter game that's out there, they do have anti cheat stuff in there that monitors for behavior that seems outside the norm that you shouldn't be able to do, and then takes those accounts out disables them temporarily removes them from games it's not unheard of to be playing something and if someone has one of those cheat exploits like in PUBG or fortnite they'll then get banned and thrown off it's not reliant on a user going on the nintendo app on their phone or tablet or whatnot and then reporting them and waiting for something to happen and th- there is i mean it, it's pretty blatant some of the cheats they have here uh, i'm on polygon and they describe one of the events here they say in one team in one excuse me a team of presumably non-hackers face a team of at least one squid kid who doesn't play fair. Within seconds, that player, by the username of FuckInty, manages to ready their special weapon and explode it in yellow ink over the entire map, killing every single member of the other team. That's obviously a glitch. It's obviously an exploit. It's obviously something that shouldn't be happening because if you haven't played Splatoon 2, you have to get enough kills or paint coverage to actually turn on your special weapon. All right, hold on a second. Hold on one second. Are you telling me this character loaded it up jumped up in the sky and let it rain down all yellow on all these players. Uh, yes. That's what it sounds like. So they had a golden shower is what you're telling me. Yes, evidently. And so, this game that is tentacle porn for kitties. You are a sick, sick bastard. Well, how am I a sick bastard? You own this game. Me and many other people. You're one of many sick, sick bastards. All right, so let's go and talk more about the exploit again. They mentioned in the article, the game launched last July. The multiplayer mode has been rife with players with unlimited ink meters, super-powered weapons, or even the ability to turn invisible. This is all achieved through hardware exploits, and the ones that remain, and and the ones that remain rather, are hard to patch out. So Nintendo's stances rely on legitimate players to report anyone manipulating the game through the Splatoon 2 Splatnet app. The problem is some of these cheats just can't even be reported. Evidently, Splatoon 2 dropped a patch last week, just like most other multiplayer shooters. What it does is the normal thing you'd expect. Nerf some abilities, balance out weapons, things like that. Nothing in there mentions any exploit protection or anything like that to catch anti-cheaters. So you can kind of see why the subreddit posted this and said, hey, this really is a bigger deal than you want to put out there. And when you have a game that's rife and full of cheaters, the people that are enjoying it and playing legitimately stop playing eventually because it's no fun to come into a game and lose within 30 seconds. That's true. It's almost like you get what you pay for on this one. Oh, yeah, we don't pay for the Nintendo online service. And they don't use their own servers. It's all peer-to-peer right now. And then they're going to charge yeah, you 20 Yeah, and that's what you month. get for it, too. 
Right. I mean, in all honesty, like I said, you look at these shooters on some of these other consoles, they do have anti-cheat measures on them and they filter some of these things out on their own. It, it, it's a problem. So going back at the uh, end. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say. So like I was saying, Nintendo relies on players to police the game and it's kind of hard to do. We'll go back to the Reddit user who posted that. He said, my purpose in doing this was to call attention to the current issue that plagues the game. And I've done that. But my message is, please make protecting your players the top priority. Polygon then updated it and said this player has been in fact banned from Splatoon 2 multiplayer for the leaderboard hack. The suspension is indefinite. So he did bring attention to it. He brought attention to it on Reddit where I think it even hit the front page from both the Nintendo Switch subreddit, subreddit rather, and the Splatoon one. There were two threads, I believe, that hit the front page of Reddit. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of pressure this puts on Nintendo to try and clean up the game a little bit. I, I have not run no, into thanks. cheaters very often playing it. That being said, I probably haven't picked up Splatoon 2 in about three months, though. Uh, can we talk about another Switch game right quick if you're done with Splatoon 2? Sure. What do you got? So it's been over six months at least since uh, the Switch got their own version of a game that ran, let's just say, subparly. WWE 2K18. Oh, yeah. Did you not remember that? Me. Not at all. Yeah. So it, that you needed a micro SD card to even run it. Because it was so beefy for that little console. Yes, they could not fit it all on the cartridge. So it was doing an update from the web to get a lot of it, is my understanding. Yeah, and it got choppy even with just two people, let alone six player, six characters in the ring at once. It's been six months and it's still there's no, been no updates. It's not gotten better. And I don't know if you saw this, but they apparently announced 2K19. And they did not even mention a Switch port. Well, yeah, it was so problematic. It wouldn't surprise me if they're holding off on it. And who? Sorry, I was going to say who made it. Then I remember you mentioned who, who's the developer on that. It's not Ubisoft. 2K, is it 2K? No, 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 no. Yeah, 2K, which is Activision. Oh, is that? No, Activision got bought up. They're part of Blizzard and stuff like that. That's right. Uh, yeah, it can't be Ubisoft. They make good games. Not necessarily. They make buggy games too. They make the same game every year, just with different graphics. He's got you there. As long as it's called Ratchet and Clank, I don't give a fuck. I'll play it. That's not Ubisoft. I thought that was Ubisoft. No, that that's that's um no that's no that's the people making uh goddamn Spider Man Insomniac. Yeah, no, I thought Insomniac worked with Ubisoft on the last Ratchet and Clank. Ubisoft is not developers, though, are they? They they don't don't they just a company that has other developers? They have developers of their own. They also partner with smaller studios. Oh yeah, like Ubisoft Montreal and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember now. Yeah, it's 2K Games that makes WWE 2K series, which sort of makes sense now that we talk about it. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't come to the Switch. There's some reevaluating going on how some of those games work on there because. When you get good ports like Wolfenstein and Doom, you get some bad ports in there. Because honestly, if you've gone and seen like the Digital Foundry videos on the ports of Wolfenstein and Doom, they're pretty damn impressive for what they're doing. Those games look gorgeous on like the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, things like that. And they've taken things that are designed to flourish on those systems and made it work on handheld chipsets and make it so that while the graphics might be degraded somewhat, the gameplay itself is still there. So it's just a matter of you got to find the right developer to port your stuff over to the switch. It sounds like how are the frame rates? Uh, they said they're pretty solid around 30 frames per second. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. They say it dips in a few places, but nothing unplayable. 
on those games, which is impressive. Now, they're sacrificing the graphics to do that. Let's be honest here. We know that was going to be the case, but the gameplay experience is still the same. I haven't played them on the Switch. I'm not going to because I have both those games on my Xbox, so why buy them again? Well, when you get your PS4 and sell your Xbox, that's why. <laughs> I'm selling my Xbox now. I never said that part. Hmm. You mean my Xbox that just this week got HDR10 support on top of uh, Dolby Vision? Excuse me, got Dolby I Vision don't even support know on top of HDR10. Means. It's the uh, HDR standards that are supported. So that's soon cool. you'll be able to watch movies in either HD in HDR10 or Dolby Vision, and presumably it'll also apply to games soon because. Dolby Vision is actually the better standard, but not everyone supports it yet. It's when you it watch is, with that Harry Potter elf on your head. That's Dolby, Dolby Vision. That's Dolby Vision. Close enough. No, so, that's not. That's crazy talk. Yeah. That's fucking weird. What's weird, Willie? You all right over there? No, I keep blanking out, I think. It's the fumes they're getting to him. No, I think I, the, the Wi-Fi keeps popping in and out. You mother. Yeah, it does. That's what happens when you talk shit about Splatoon 2. Nintendo snipers are getting you right now. What happens when you talk shit in the jitter? They're probably... They got him again. They got him again. Don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for my news. uh, Excuse me, Bachman, what do you got for us? I got die, die, die. Did anybody hear about die, die, die? No. This is actually really fucking cool, especially going into uh, SDCC where... Uh, as the the article on CBR puts it, we'll hear about comics that we're not going to read for six months. And uh, in a world where the end of uh, Batman 50 was leaked before it hit shelves, uh, getting something to the comic book shop so that when you walk in the store, you're surprised is really fucking hard to do these days. And so when somebody major pulls it off, it's pretty fucking cool. So um, a lot of people had no clue that a new book was coming out from Skybound. Um a lot of stores had no idea that they were ordering it. Even if they didn't order it, it was actually just added into their diamond order and sent to their stores unbeknownst to them. And some of them with no fees. So uh, it was pretty cool. I went in to pick up my comics on uh, new comic book day. And I had this awesome little sticker that said, captain comics incorporated and skybound want to thank you for your support because you have two or more Robert Kirkman titles on your list. This premiere issue is free. So in my pull box, was a free copy of one of the 10 variant covers of a new comic called Die, Die, Die. Nice. Which is a new ultraviolet, like, spy super thriller from Robert Kirkman and uh, Chris Burnham, Scott M. Gimple, and Nathan Fairbarn. Uh, The cover I got, the dudes are just, you know, covered in blood over some dead bodies. And uh, the text balloons are different, I guess, on 10 different variant covers. The one I got was making the world safe for 24-hour dry cleaners because they're just making a mess. But yeah, it's this awesome ultraviolet book, crazy ass like spy stuff. It's kind of like the boys from Dynamite and DC minus the superhero stuff. But yeah, so uh, Robert Kirkman was able to get a book into comic book stores and on the shelves without anybody knowing it was coming, without any preview articles, nothing. And that's fucking fantastic. And he did a nice one page write up in the back of it talking about how, you know, he used to walk into the comic book store and previous, you know, before previews and before everybody knew everything six months ahead of time. It would be cool where you'd walk in and see something on the shelf that you knew nothing about and you just picked up and looked at it and said, hey, this might be in, up my alley. And so that was what his plan was basically to do with Die, Die, Die. So yeah, so this awesome book came out. And then, yeah, I guess apparently if people like me had more than two Robert Kirkman titles on their pull list, 
they got a free copy. So as far as I know, my store didn't have to pay for it. Like it came free from Skybound. So I'm fucking ecstatic. The book was fun as shit, and I've already added it to my pull list. Like it looks like it's going to be a really fun, super violent title. So then and their plan paid off in that regard. That it was indeed they took a risk of saying, "Hey, this is someone who likes our stuff. Let's give them a taste of something new and see if they subscribe." And now they've got another subscriber. Yep, and it makes sense since you know Invincible's over, so Kirkman was had one less book he was writing each month. So you know he he apparently has a little bit of free time. So now I think let's see, he's doing The Walking Dead, he's doing Outcast and uh, Oblivion Song. And so I think I think Thief of Thieves ended. So this is only his, it's only his fourth currently running monthly title. So yeah, only he, four. He, <laughs> well, he he can do four. There was a point where I think that dude was doing eight. Like he's not quite Brian Michael Bendis, but Robert Kirkman's a prolific motherfucker when all he's doing is writing. It's all it's running all these shows on TV that seem to slow down his comics. But since he doesn't seem to be running any of those anymore, apparently he got the got the urge to write some more. So yeah, really cool comic. I enjoyed the first issue. I'm trying to see if there was anything else important about it in the article I was reading on CBR. But yeah, it's it really cool because, yeah, they basically they snuck a book out with no anything, no previews, no interviews, no nothing. Just, hey, here's an awesome book. Check it out. See if you want to watch it or see if you want to add it to your pull list. So, yeah, so that one was cool. And then um, there was some other fairly important comic book news. Um, I picked up the first issue of Ruin World. which you got the nice, awesome Sean Galloway variant cover. Uh, this is Derek Loffman. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Fantastic artist. He does uh, this not chibi style, but a slightly cartoony, slightly chibi style to most of his characters where they all just look super fucking cute and awesome. And it's uh, like a fantasy world, like a uh, World of Warcraft with uh, anthropomorphic animals, which just fantasy world with anthropomorphic animals running around, you know, going through dungeons and stuff. Fantastic, fun book. It's just a mini series from uh, Boom Studios. I think it's uh, six issues. And then um, there was sad news. Uh, a lot of people. This might be a spoiler if you're not completely caught up. But uh, I hate Fairyland by Scotty Young. Issue number twenty came out, and unbeknownst to everybody, at the end of the issue, the story ends. So Scotty put a letter in the back. He's done with I Hate Fairyland. At least for now, this is the last book. So this is the end of Gert's story. So if you haven't picked this book up yet, well, it's it's done. So one less book on my pull list, but yeah, it was another fantastic issue. The artwork on I Hate Fairyland is just so gorgeous because it's Scotty Young with no limitations, just writing, drawing, whatever the hell he wants. And uh, it's without a spoiler, does does it have an ending to it? Yes, yes, it has an ending. Yeah, okay. It was I didn't think it just yeah. left on a cliffhanger. No, no, this was something where they didn't tell anybody the book was ending, and Scotty Young just wrote the ending and did it. And just like it was a surprise at the end of the book. Hey, it's fucking done. And so, yeah, it has an ending in the story. It has a little prologue and then it has a one page or one or two page uh, letter from Scotty Young talking about how he wanted, you know, there was something else he wanted to work on. He thought the story was coming to an end. So he wanted to wrap it up. And so, yeah, it's an actual ending. Yeah, it's not it's not a it's not a season finale with no finale. He actually wrote the ending. And then all of that happened really because I went into my comic book store to get one book. And that's the amazing Spider-Man number one. Motherfucking Ryan Otley has been brought up to the big leagues. It's gorgeous. Nick Spencer's story is damn hilarious. Peter Parker is getting screwed over again because he has the Parker luck. And he's now stuck currently with Boomerang as a roommate. It's a ridiculous Cap- story. Captain Boomerang? Captain Boomerang, yeah. I thought that was the most no, of the DC no, character. No, Boomerang, not Captain Boomerang. Boomerang. <laughs> I Don't got you. Me. 
I got you. But it's fucking hilarious. The story's great. There's some real actual like tender moments in it too that Nick Spencer nailed. I I was sad to see Dan Slott go, but this is like a worthy successor. And honestly, there are shots where other than the hair being a little different, Parker and Mary Jane look just like Mark Grayson and fucking Eve. So it has that awesome feel of Invincible without being Invincible. And there's a giant alien invasion that instead of it being a bloodbath, they just made it all green blood. So it's okay. And so Ryan Otley still got to draw a giant bloodbath in his first invention, his first issue of Amazing Spider-Man, which is so fitting for the Invincible artist. But yeah, the book was amazing. It's totally worth getting. I'm super excited. If it was, if it was either one, if it was just Otley's artwork or just Nick Spencer's story, it would be worth getting. The two of them together is goddamn fantastic. And then Why yeah, Rathburn and Martin. What? Why is this number one? Why is there number one again? Because, because that's fucking that's all work. companies do is relaunch shit. How 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 much did the uh, previous Amazing Spider-Man get to? Uh, the last issue, Dan Slott's last issue was issue eight oh one. So this is really issue eight oh two. It oh, just they, happens to yeah, it just happens to be issue number one of volume like nine or whatever. Are they nine? Are they also going to call it eight hundred and two as well? And they're going to keep that up as well. Uh, actually, yeah, it actually has a legacy numbering LGY eight oh two underneath the number one. Of course it does. Yeah. Well, because, of course, when they get to a 1,000, even if they relaunch the week before, it's still going to have a 1,000 on the cover. So, I mean, we're we're doing that with Spider-Man movies still today, so, I mean, why not do it with comics too, right? Yeah, but those are number trilogies. That's totally different. And comics, it's a thing that's been being done for the last 30 years where they're just always joke. resetting. It's not a funny joke, so therefore it I have was to It was a hilarious joke. Yeah, good comics. Really good stuff to read this week. So yeah, go hit your LCS. Go spend some money locally at a local business. They'll appreciate it. I might with I Hate Fairyland since it has a beginning and an end now. It does. And they they did a the first hardcover. Uh, uh, Scotty Young put it out in pink leather. So I'm assuming there'll be a second hardcover, which I think will be enough to cover the whole series. I think there were 10 issues in the first one. And even if it was less than that, I'm guessing since the book only went 20 issues, he'll probably be able to combine it into two big, two big hardback books. But yeah, the first one has a pink leather cover, so. But I don't know if he'll redo another large one with all of it. He might. They might do an omnibus. Image likes you know quadruple printing stuff to where people will buy the singles, the trades, the hard covers, and then the omnibus. Lots of people did that on Invincible for a while. I was buying three of those. And I had to stop buying the trades. I'm like, why the fuck am I buying the trades? And I turn around and buy the hardcovers anyways. <laughs> yeah. Just because you love it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just true. expensive as shit. But then I started giving the trades out to people and getting them hooked on Invincible. <laughs> uh, you were an evangelist for it. <laughs> Damn right. Proselytize. I like it. I will, I will speak the good word of Robert Kirkman. Bring it to the people. The love of Ryan Otley. I like it. <laughs> Chris seems like he's a little out of it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have coffee yet this morning. Oh, no. And I haven't had my cigarette. So he's having a Nick fit. I mean, no, he's fine. He's, he's just sniffing the shitter. It smells perfectly fine in here. <laughs> what is wrong with you? you have a I don't know. It's you trapped in a room. It can't smell that good. I'm not trapped in here. I'm not a gimp. <laughs> they locked Willie in the bathroom. I'm not. I, the door's unlocked. I came in here my own free You know what? Chris, what comes next? What does come next, Willie? Motherfucker, introduce the <laughs> shit like you normally do. 
No, no, Chris, keep fucking with him. It's funnier that way. I mean, it is a little funny that way. But yes, yes, one of the next things we have to do here is remind you guys that the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast is, in fact, part of a network of shows that you can find over at GunnaGeek.com. We've got 25-plus different shows in the network that cover a variety of topics. If you listen to us, you know we cover pretty much anything geeky that strikes our fancy in a week, but we have things that are much more narrowly focused. Things like Game Life Balance US and Australia that are video games focused. Things like the Starling Tribune that are about a specific television program. The show Arrow. There's all sorts of things there, and we can't sit here and run down every show on the network, but we can give you a taste of one other show and say, hey, hey, you guys should check this out. So, Willie, what show are we checking out this week? I'm going through the whole list. I'm going to tell you every single one because we got time now, Chris. You're going to go through You don't even have the list of all of them. You goddamn right I don't. <laughs> but today I'm going to tell you about Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe podcast. This is episode 245, Legion, chapter 9. The Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. director SP, Agent Haley, Agent Lauren, and consultant Michelle discuss the Legion second season 2 premiere episode chapter 9. The agents have a therapy session as they try to figure out what they just watched. They discussed astral time travel. They agree that Haley needs Deadpool to explain to her what's happening. They decide that the movie shorthand for our apocalyptic future is knitted schwals. And they discuss the top 10 Marvel supervillains by evilness and hotness. I like that hotness part. Back to you, Chris. Why, thank you, Willie. So you can go check out Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the other great shows that make up the network. But heading on but, over to GunnaGeek.com, click on the network button, and it's all there for you. But seriously, let me read this exactly how it says it. Discuss the Le- the Legion second two premiere episode chapter nine. Should sure be season. Season. It's a typo. <laughs> it caught me. It got me. Well, good job. What, with, with tripping over myself? Yeah, you did good. It was entertaining, Willie. We appreciate it. So, Chris, what have you been into? I thought you wanted to talk about Ant-Man for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you wanted your answer. That's what we're into. So how are they going to get out of this predicament? How are they going to get into the predicament? Let's talk about the first post credit scene where right before he jumps into the, uh, to the, what is it? The quantum realm bridge or whatever they call it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Janet looks at him and says something like, and don't pay attention to those time eddies or anything like that or something to that effect. They can get real distracting. So time travel is possible through the quantum realm. Oh, that's what you're thinking is going to be used yeah. to fix. Well, Infinity War. so we know he's stuck in the quantum realm. Spoiler alert. I mean, honestly, we know he's stuck there because while he's in the quantum realm, everyone else turns to dust, which kind of sucks because I kind of thought Wasp would be cool to see in Infinity War Part 2 when we probably will see her at the very end of it, but neither here nor there. So Yeah, the odds that all three people running the machines got dusted is kind of shitty. <laughs> I feel and bad. funny. Yeah, I feel bad for Janet. She comes out of the quantum realm where she would have been safe and then gets dusted. Well, see, and that's the other question, too, because some people are saying he's safe because he's in the quantum realm. Is that fucking true? Do we know whether or not Thanos' snap killed half the creatures in the quantum realm as well? I think it's we an don't assumption. Know that. It's an assumption a lot of people are making. It's a theory I actually had prior to this movie is that Scott would be in the quantum realm at some point when the snap happened and that he'd be safe because of that. I got, so I got the answer. I got the answer. It's the quantum realm. So both, yes, they did, and no, they didn't. 
It's not the Schrodinger's realm. It's the quantum realm. It's just another layer of reality. Every answer is possible in the quantum realm. The snap could have taken out half the Micronauts. We don't know. So I think what's going to happen to get Scott out of there at some point is there's obviously no one there to retrieve him because you hear him talking on the radio and nothing happening. They drop that little nugget of those time eddies or whatever it is that she called it. He's going to use one of those to get his way out of the quantum realm to be here for Infinity War Part 2. Remember, Infinity War Part 2 presumably takes place like four years in the future is what the rumor is going around. So he'll find his way and, uh, back that, out. That is, Go ahead. I'm saying that's not what they saw or what uh, Hank Pym saw when he shrunk down. That's not the creatures he saw. Those were water bears. He didn't get, but Scott was already down to the quantum level, whereas Hank wasn't when he saw those things, I think. Because he got stuck. Yeah. Um, he wasn't all the way to the base level yet. Yeah, that was my understanding of it. So he'll find some way to use that to come back to our realm and he'll have the quantum particles or whatever it is. And that will make some kind of difference for Infinity War Part 2. What that difference is, I haven't quite figured out yet. And But it's totally setting up what's going to happen to bring Ant-Man into Infinity War. I'm just really happy that they brought water bears into it. I figured you would be. <laughs> Those indestructible little beasts. I don't know. I'm going to say something blasphemous. I thought Ant-Man the Wasp was pretty boring until about halfway through the movie. What? Yeah. I thought it was fun. I, I, think it's more, it. I think it's more just because the Marvel movie I'd seen right before this was Infinity War, which had big stakes throughout it and was a bit more tense. And this was not that, which doesn't mean it was bad. It's just it was different than what I came in expecting. I I think if I had seen some other movie or if I'd rewatched Ant-Man before I watched Ant-Man the Wasp, I'd feel differently on it. I think that's why I liked it because the stakes were so low. It was we need a a, a piece of equipment and we need Scott to not get busted on parole. No, no, that was like, fine. It's just honestly it, the first act and a half of the movie <laughs> I thought was really boring. But maybe I need to rewatch it. Oh uh, yeah, because anything with Walter Goggins, I'm always entertained. That motherfucker is awesome. Yeah, he's such right. a good villain. Like he's so good at being a villain. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, it was a lot of catch up, but I I like the whole like stuck in his house for three days thing. The way they played the comedy with the FBI guy that kept trying to catch him but wasn't really like a dick. He was just doing his job and kind of wanted to be liked. The fucking the little the little joke between them about going to dinner. I fucking I laughed so the whole theater was laughing at that one. That shit was good. Would would you want to go out to dinner? <laughs> like that shit was so so awkward and creepy and funny all at the same time. That and I loved that Michael Pena like. I really wanted him to tell the story of Infinity War, but because this takes place beforehand, I love that they used his storytelling ability and used it as a solid plot device again this time, but it wasn't just to set up like a, a robbery. It was literally, we're going to, like, this needs to be done in the story of the movie, and so we're going to make him tell a story and make it even funnier by basically drugging him. Like, that shit was hilarious. And their whole their whole ex-con company was lovely. I thought that was just a cool concept. It's like, well, no one will hire us, so we'll just start our own company because we're all ex-cons. Like, that was great. I I don't know. It was all right. It was a Marvel movie that was successful, and it made money. It did what it needed to do to advance the greater narrative. I just thought that it was slow-paced to begin with. I I agree with that. It was a little slow-paced. At the end of the movie, I was like, all right, the, the third act was awesome. I loved it. Like all the hijinks going on with the suits, all the way they do the fights, bouncing between full size and miniature sized, is yeah. fantastic. It, I always enjoy that, and I like uh, the little, fact that they actually. Curious about something though. A little, a little bit of a, a plot hole here. You need the helmet when you shrink, though. Otherwise, you go crazy. 
How come when they shrunk in the car, they didn't need a helmet? The car is contained. You don't need a helmet. You need to be inside a container. Yeah. Those windows yeah. were down. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. Michael Pena's um, were in the final act when he got the Matchbox car out, I think. Thank you. I think they were. Now, maybe it doesn't need to be fully contained. You just need to have something above your head. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe that like one's a lot excuse. It sounds like Hank Pym's a lot better at his job than the guy who was Yellow Jacket in the first movie, so he doesn't turn people into goo when they shrink. The answer to any plot hole in an Ant-Man movie is Pym particles. That's the fucking answer. How does he power the building? Pym particles. Why doesn't it have to be hooked up to sewer water and trash? Pym particles. Yeah, he because just shrinks Pym particles can fucking do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally the uh, a Marvel do-sex machina that he created. Anything you need an answer for, Hank Pym will fucking think it up. And he's still an asshole, and no matter what cinematic universe or comic universe you want him in. Yeah, I do love that they, they didn't go the full route of making him an abusive husband, but they have fully made Hank Pym like the asshole elder statesman of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I really kind of love that. Because Hank Pym is a dick. And if nobody's read the comics, you don't realize, yeah, Hank Pym is an asshole. Most people hate him. He, he created, created Ultron. Ultron. Yes. Yeah. Because of his giant fucking ego. And then merged with Ultron <laughs> and Soulstone at some point. It's gotten yeah, really now weird he's, lately. Yeah, now he's resurrected Hank Ultron, which is, I still don't understand that character. And I think I've read everything it's been in, and it's still just fucking confusing. Guys, I think Sailor Poland just nailed it in the chat room. He said, Pym particles are to Marvel what Expelliarmus is to Harry Potter. That's right. What, the, what is blah to Harry Potter? That's the spell he uses all the damn time to basically, it's the disarming spell. Yeah, that's knocks, why Harry Potter knocks your wand bullshit. out of your hand. Harry Potter's bullshit. Whoa. Why is Harry oh, Potter bullshit? Harry Potter's fantastic. Because you're ridiculous. Fantastic because Beasts is bullshit. Harry oh, Potter's yes. awesome. That movie had no plot. Yeah. It didn't fantastic. have holes. It had no Fantastic Beasts plot. was boring as all hell. So all you yes. Harry Potter fans who are mad at me for saying that right now, feel free to send me your hate tweets at the Chris Farrell. Oh, uh, no, no. You know, South Porky. Definitely send them to South Porky also. Because... <laughs> While I enjoy the Harry Potter world, Fantastic Beast was a total cash grab. And Can you tell there was me what no payoff until the last Fantastic 20 minutes. Was? I'm sorry? Can you tell me what the plot of Fantastic Beast was? Who was the main character? What was his goal in the movie? Did Newt he wanted to recapture his beasts that got out, and then they set up the main story for all the future stuff, which is the rise yeah. of Grindelwald. Yeah. Uh, the story was he brought a dangerous container of creatures to New York City and then released them and then had to catch them because he's a fucktard. Yeah, that so, was the story. <laughs> it, there's only one character who had a a goal set before this plot started, and actually succeeded in it. And that's what's his god. I like the Walter. No, I like the actor. His like sidekick guy. It's all. Oh, Jacob. Oh. I think yeah, it was the character's name? name. He's great, especially in the Goldbergs. He's the uncle. He's yeah, also in fanboys. Uh, fanboys. Yeah, fanboys. Yep. Dan Fogelman or whatever. That's it, Dan Fogelman. That's yeah. It. Fanboys yeah. is a great movie, by the way. I love that movie. Won. Oh, yeah. He Dan wanted Vogler. Yeah, Vogler. Vogler? Vogler. Something like that. Whatever. We're probably screwing up his name. Sorry if you're listening, Dan. I think it doesn't matter. He had his goal. He wanted Dan a bakery. Vogler. He got his bakery. I don't know. I hope the second Fantastic Beasts movie... Is well, a piece of seems, shit? Me too. <laughs> it seems like it's actually going to have a bit more plot to it than let's go chase a bunch of monsters and play Pokemon Go through 1920s. Whoa, 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 no, no. That was not the plot. The plot for he the beasts were not already loose at the beginning of the movie. They were the loosened beasts that he had to catch. What was his goal before the movie started? To Sneak find him to New York? Just to go to New York? I'm here. 
actually cool. was to go into New York to release the Thunderbird back on its yeah. homeland. And then he was an asshole. It was just poorly done. <laughs> he was the M of the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> kind Iron. of, yeah. yeah. He kind of had an okay idea, and then he fucked up everything. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's Hank Pym. That's definitely Hank Pym. Jurassic Park had no plot at all, so let's not bag too much on Fantastic Beasts. Fair point. Jurassic Parks have never needed a plot because it's about bringing dinosaurs back to life and yeah, having them so, eat humans. So Fantastical Beasts is kind of the same kind of thing in that uh, aspect. Jurassic Park had lots of plot. They wanted to open a park up with dinosaurs, so they brought in to see if they if they could you know convince people that there are dinosaurs here <laughs> by bringing actual paleontologists here. Oh, like dear. oh, and seven what? times it has ended up with dead people. <laughs> and yet they keep doing it. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the show. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know we wrap things up with a little bit called What I'm Into. What are you into? It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into so that maybe, just maybe, you'll want to go check them out yourselves. So I guess I have to go first because Willie decided to interrupt God me and ask what I'm right. into. So yesterday I went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. I've already kind of given some of my feelings on that, talked about it. I had to deal with MoviePass surge pricing, and it's probably going to be what drives me off the service, because if you buy a ticket past noon, you got a surge pricing fee applied to it, which was $3.20. So hold on, hold on, hold on a second. How many movies are shown before noon? I know there's a few, but like that's like once for a movie, right. maybe so, for a big movie. So the way it's been explained to me from reading on the Reddit thread or whatever is once they sell X number of tickets, and in this case it was for four movies, it was Frank Man the Wasp, Skyscraper, uh, shit, well, I can't remember the other two, but two newer releases, it was you got surge pricing applied to it. So in my case, in West Virginia, it was a $3.20 surge pricing fee applied to it in pittsburgh pennsylvania it was two dollars and twenty cents in washington dc it was four dollars and thirty cents so it's kind of making it so that you're punished if you don't go see the very first screening on something that's been out for the first few weekends and no it wasn't uncle drew that was not part of surge pricing this week it was i can't remember what all of them were but no, you're just punished for seeing the newest releases yes well, not even that. Ant-Man came out last week, so it's not even opening weekend. They're they're punishing you for at least the first two weeks now on a big release. Eh. I don't use my movie pass to go see new movies. I go see, see the movies right before they leave the theater. <laughs> I do use my movie pass to go see new movies. So the problem you start to run into there is I'm paying 10 bucks a month, and now I'm also paying about $3.20 on top of that for every movie I go see, it becomes less cost effective. And yeah. it's frustrating because they're not exactly transparent about how it works. You just get a warning and eventually it's up. Oh, this is surge pricing. And one of the things they promised in their original FAQ is once a month, you could ditch the uh, surge pricing fee on a movie. Well, that's not rolled out yet into the app. So you have to accept the surge pricing fee. And I don't know if I'm going to keep using this then because it's, it's becoming a lot less cost effective. I was seeing two or three movies a month. In a movie, if I go and see a matinee, it's about eight bucks. So it was taking me generally two screenings before I made back what I was paying per month. And now it's three dollars and twenty cents each on top of that. What's the point? Um Yeah, you're gonna have to see like at least four movies for it to pay for itself. Yeah, it's basically evening it out. So there's no reason for me to have that service. If I was going and seeing a bunch of movies more than that, maybe, but the surge pricing thing really annoys me. And there's other people that have picked up their own uh subscription services amc just launched one this last week there's another service called cinemia so i'm gonna go and do a little research and see what else is out there because 
the surge pricing is ridiculous. And once we transition off of me, I'll check my MoviePass app and see where their surge pricing has started. Looking on the MoviePass Reddit yesterday, it seemed like anything after noon, you started getting surge pricing applied to it. So what's the point? If you want to change the pricing structure, raise the price of the service. Don't do some weird thing that's like, oh, we're going to institute weird surge pricing for certain movies in here. That, that's but I annoying. think right now it's the stopgap feature because they haven't figured out how to do the the IMAX or the one new movie a month pricing structure. They haven't figured all that stuff out yet, and so I think the surge pricing is just their stopgap at the moment. No, the surge to try pricing to make is a little money back. The surge pricing is because their stock is sharing for si- selling for sixteen cents a share, <laughs> and they're about to go bankrupt. And there's well, that too. There's enough people that are frustrated by this. That I wouldn't be shocked if you start seeing subscriptions drop, which maybe is what they want is to clear some people out of there i i don't know but from my standpoint it's becoming where it's not really cost effective for me that's why i was doing it is because it was giving me a chance to see a lot of movies i wasn't necessarily going to see but i don't want to have to feel like oh crap i don't have time to go see three movies this month i'm losing money on this and if it's a couple months in a row what's the point i'd rather just as leave spend my own money at the cinema yeah or it makes sense yeah the way you're using it yeah they're they're making it to where it's not as cost effective for you it still works for me the way I use it. Right. So I think yeah, it depends how you want to use the movie pass. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Like I said, though, and like Anthony mentioned, this is really just their last gasp to try and figure out how to become profitable because the whole concept of we'll be able to data mine and know trends on who's watching these kind of movies and make that be something we can sell back to people not working. And I'm really curious to see all the theaters start to roll out their own subscription services. Cause like I said, AMC rolled one out. There's a rumor that Regal is considering doing it because they bought a series of movie theaters in Europe that have a subscription model. So you might start seeing the theaters pick them up. I would totally do the AMC subscription, except for the fact the AMC theater in town is garbage and has been for years. And I will not purchase anything from them. It's a terrible theater. Speak with your dollars. That's exactly what no. I'm doing there. I, I will not go see movies in that theater because it's terrible. It smells bad. Uh, the last two times I went there, chewing gum got left in my seat. So I left with chewing gum smeared across the side of my shirt. It oh, jeez! The guy next to me was pissing across the seat to the other <laughs> side of me. He probably was. Uh, let's see some other stuff. I'm getting yeah, it was me. It was, That's uh, why you don't go to the movies with Willie. Yeah, exactly. So a couple other things I've been getting into is it I have been... Me. I've been playing uh, Fallout Shelter on my Switch because I love it again for some reason. Also, some Hyrule Warriors and continuing the campaign of Star Wars Battlefront 2 in addition to just watching random stuff on TV. And I think I'm on episode 15 of season 5 of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I'll probably finish it this week and be ready for the new season to start. But that's what I've been getting into. Willie, what have you been getting into, sir? Oh, you don't say. I like this. Just for me? Well, I've also wanted and saw some movies since we're going to keep talking about movies. Bathrooms. Oh, He's been getting into bathrooms. Well, that too, apparently, because I'm in one right now. I see your fucking joke. Yeah, your smug-ass motherfucking face. Anyway, I want to go see The Purge. Was it The First Purge? Well, how was that called? What's the full title of it? I don't know. The, pur- the Purge, The First Year? The First Purge. Oh, it's also just called the first purge. Okay. So, guys, they're already up to surge pricing at twelve oh eight in Morgantown. So, you could not have caught a single showing on anything without paying surge pricing Wait, on so, Movie Pass. So, right now, like everything that's showing is surge pricing in your town. Everything that has this red lightning bolt. So, Hotel Transylvania three, Jurassic Park is not Sicario is not skyscraper surge pricing. Okay, so it's just the new movies, and it's the first weekend, purge. so afternoon. Wait. 
Jurassic Kinda makes Park sense. still playing? Yep. Yeah. What about 20 years later? Over 20 years Excuse later? Excuse me, Jurassic World. I you goddamn right. Full I title, apologize. please, motherfucker. Full title. Jurassic, Jurassic World. World, another cash grab. This is I'll, not Doug I'll, I'll allow it. I'll so allow it, Willie. I will allow that, though. That cash grab, I like it. Uh, then I also, which was, you know what? I'm going to say the the first purge. It's in between because those movies get better and better until this one. This one goes back down to between one and two. Better than one, not as good as two. And that third one, now that that's still the golden child there. And then I also saw one of my most favorite movies of the summer, Uncle Drew. One of the best movies of this summer by far. Go see Uncle Drew, Chris. I, I might. It's not one that has surge no, pricing on it. There's no surge price. I can guarantee you that. Now the theater I went to, or the, the 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 theater room they had this movie in, I did not know they had one this small. It was only two rows of stadium seats, and then like one, like two floor rows with one of the floor rows being like all handicapped seating. So it was just the one front row, then the handicap, then they started up two rows of the of the uh, stadium seating. And it was full. It was full of people. And I was not a whole fan of that. I had two old people to my right. I'm talking about like old, old people, like someone's grandparents. Hmm. And yeah, they, she, the wife just would not shut up. I mean, no offense. I was just all right, but it was just like, really, lady? Other than that, I've been getting into heavily of uh, Overwatch back again. Still trying to raise up my SR. I'm going to platinum, motherfuckers. I'm going all the way to platinum. I'm already back in gold. Where I'm supposed to be. Now I'm on my way to platinum where I'm also supposed to be. There's two places where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> you do the math. I believe in you. I don't like math. You do it for me. No. I just did it for you. You keep It's my one finger yourself. right up there with you, Chris. Oh, now, I'm, now I'm sad. Yeah. Other than that, uh, oh, I did watch uh, Luke Cage. Finished all that. Season two. I will say, yeah, uh, Bush, Bushmaster, is that his name? Bushmaster, yep. right? Bushmaster. Yeah, I know there's also Bushwhacker. I want to try and get confused. Yeah, Bushmaster was better villain, much better villain than what's what, what was his life? Fucking Diamondback. Yeah. God, that was just the worst fucking villain. What was that suit? God, they just stopped trying halfway through that season series, didn't they? That, that suit was a plot device to give him a reason to be able to fight Luke Cage. Did they have to make it look like that? No, they didn't. But it somebody, like, somebody in the costume department fell down on the job. It looked like a shitty animation from the 80s, early 80s. <laughs> it looked like an animation cell from there. Just put on a live action person. God, that was shitty. Uh, other than that, I, I haven't gotten anything else, I don't think. Except for my friend stealing my photograph and not giving me credit for it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to call her out on that. I hope she's still in the living room and they haven't left yet. Oh, While you're doing that, I'm going to go see if she did. I want to call her out. All I'll, right. come back with, <laughs> I'll come back with the results. So, Anthony, wrap it up for us. What have you been getting into? I've been getting into uh, watching some Netflix. Uh, Jim Jeffries put out his new special, This Is Me Now, which was goddamn enjoyable. I love that dude. Um, I watched a new, I think it's a Netflix movie with uh, Clive Owen called uh, Anon, which is a world where everybody has like a HUD UI in their head. Um, it's never explained like if it's contact lenses or if it's actually in your brain, but literally everybody that's walking around is recording everything at all times. It's kind of like an old black mirror episode. And, um, 
the cops end up finding this chick who erases memories and can alter reality as you're seeing it live. And then her clients start being murdered. It's a really creepy movie, but it's also a really cool concept. So yeah, I would, I would highly rec- recommend that one. It was really good. Um, and then um, I've been, I was doing okay in the gunna geek uh, fantasy movie league, but they just readjusted and damn Jurassic world has the bonus points again. So I just dropped down from second to third for the week. But overall, I'm third for the week and moved into third for the season. So if things stay the way they are for the weekend, I didn't do too bad with my three screens of The Incredibles. Willie's right above me by like two million. And it looks like Lobster, if he keeps the bonus for Jurassic World, beat us all with 87 million this week. So not too bad. And then um, I got a little more reading done at work. I'm a little more than halfway through Neil deGrasse Tyson's Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. And I got to a chapter where he explains why there is like a visual limit to the known universe. And it's something that never made sense to me before. And it actually makes sense now. And it kind of blew my mind at work. And I had to stop what I was doing for five minutes and just sit and kind of think. Cause when I wrapped my head around the concept and it actually made sense to me, it was like, Oh wow. Okay. I get that now. Holy shit. And kind of like had the universe like inside my head for a moment. And it was fucking crazy, but it's a really good book. And then um, I've been getting into uh, tracking my Kickstarter, of course, so there's good and bad news. Uh, I guess the good news, or no, the bad news is that uh, I won't be shaving this down and rocking giant mutton chops, so I'm probably just going to fucking shave today because we did not hit the the, the funding uh, goal within the first week, which, you know, it was it was a, a you know a, a lofty goal, but I thought we might have done it. Uh, the good news is, is that we're seven days in and we've got $186 towards the $800 goal with 20 days to go so we're roughly the 20 percent mark or just over the 20 percent mark so just under a quarter with a quarter of the time gone so almost on track need a little bit more of a push sadly between willie and one other person i had two people pledge at the 40 dollar level on the first day and then pull their pledges back which doesn't help fucking get me on the new and noteworthy and so i did not make the new and noteworthy so that that definitely hurts on day one on a kickstarter but it's not doing bad we got all of the early bird specials are gone but there's still 24 pieces of the original artwork left and then an unlimited number of just the regular $7 sketchbooks that people got them. But like I said, uh, the free shipping ones are gone. So now if you want it, you are going to have to pay for the shipping because goddamn the U.S. Postal Service is not cheap and they like to gouge me. So no, they're not cheap. Yeah, I got I got to pay to cover those to get them shipped out. And yeah, like I said, I do like it's like three fifty now for every envelope I set. And I only I think I only set the shipping at three dollars for domestic just because I'll make up the difference for doing you know a ton of them and then the the sketchbooks. But yeah, it's it's hopefully hopefully it'll make it still looking you know pushing towards eight hundred dollars by the by August fifth. So we got some time. But yeah, I need uh need more retweets, need more shares. I uh, appreciate everybody so that's already backed it. Everybody that's already shared it on Twitter. Had a bunch of people sharing it on Facebook and uh, on Twitter. I don't know if I've seen it on Tumblr yet. But, yeah, thank you all. Uh, it's much appreciated. I'm really hoping I can get the hit the at least hit the 800 so that we can get these uh, printed. Um, you know, the good news is that it's Kickstarter, so it's not Indiegogo. So if I don't hit the funding goal, nobody gets charged anything. And then um, if we do hit the funding goal, it's not going to come out of your account until August 5th. So you can pledge any time between now and then. But it's only going to be charged to your card if it gets past the $800 goal on that day. It'll be what I said it for 10 o'clock on Sunday morning on August 5th. So it'll be live during the show. We'll be able to find out whether or not it actually funds. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to get into. And now I'm going to go get into shaving because 
It's been 100 fucking degrees, and this giant neck beard's been bugging me. It'll probably feel nice when you go outside next, then, to not have all the facial covering. Indeed. Time to go attack myself with some clippers. All right. So, guys, we are going to wrap things up. A friendly reminder that we do stream live every Sunday live, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over on Geeks.Live, the official streaming home of the Gunna Geek Network. If you head on over to Geeks.Live, you can catch live shows or at the bottom of the page see a calendar that shows you when every live program is going to be available for you. So, hey, if you don't want to watch TV, you don't want to watch Netflix, want to watch Netflix, come watch some Gunna Geek content. We've always got something going for you guys, I swear. I swear we got something for you. Uh, Willie did have to bail early because there was something going on. I'm not exactly sure what, so he is gone. Uh, Anthony, you have any final thoughts for us as we shut down this stream? He stunk up that bathroom. He had to run. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Go back to Kickstarter. Share it. Retweet it. I love you all. Sounds like a plan to me. So, guys, we are getting out of here. Please feel free to come join us next Sunday as we get back into more of our typical shenanigans and ridiculousness. And, hey, we're like a month and a half away from the return of Naki also. So, go us. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel three of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over to our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.